Tonight, Stacey Abrams became the first African-American woman to be a major party nominee for governor anywhere in the United States. She is a graduate of Yale Law School. She was the first woman to lead the Democrats in the Georgia General Assembly. She was the first African-American to lead the Democrats in the Georgia House of Representatives. Here is some of her victory speech tonight. I'm running because I want every Georgia family to have the freedom and opportunity to thrive. You deserve nothing less, and I know Georgia can deliver a whole lot more. But here's the thing. To claim our victory, to write that next chapter and live those best lives, we have a lot of work to do. We have to reach out to those who do not believe their voices matter, who've been disappointed again and again by promises made and never kept who live in counties crushed by poverty and neglect, in suburbs isolated from jobs and opportunity and sometimes from each other, in cities where lack of affordability makes it harder and harder to stay. And in the next six months, we are going to have to work together to remake our Georgia. back with another episode of the regular podcast man i'm late because i was out of town and i was very tired these last couple days <clears throat> so I'm, I'm back now i'm gonna be very very brief with it because since i'm late i'll give you some quick now and then this weekend i'll record a full length podcast with full topics and things like that <clears throat> i just wanted to check in with you guys see how everything was shaking and baking and crack a latin and perka jerking and all that uh <clears throat> how y'all been i've been cool last week i went out of town because my younger sister my youngest sibling graduated from high school out in denver right shout out to her and then my brother from another he graduated from law school in ohio on sunday so i had to go out out west then i had to travel to ohio then i traveled to ohio and drove back to atlanta Pretty much Sunday evening, and I had to be back at work. I, I didn't get back in here until about 2.45 in the morning. Then I had to be up in a couple hours. So Monday, I was dead tired. <clears throat> Tuesday, I was still catching up, and it's Wednesday right now, so I'm, I'm, I'm a slightly all right. I will say this about going out there to Colorado. The mountains out there are amazing. So I went, uh, me and my dad, we went up these a couple places we went to god uh, the garden of the gods out there in colorado springs it's an amazing place it's just a cool landscape it's not there are mountains but they're smaller mountains more like they look like small plateaus just really what they look like is large rocks for real they don't look big enough to be called mountains they're really large rocks then, but it's still cool. It's great stuff. You can take some nice pictures out there if you get a chance. Then the day after that, we went to a place called Pike's Peak. Now that shit, that's the next level. I think they say Pike's Peak is the highest point in mainland America. So, in, uh, you know, the highest point period in, in all of America is in Alaska. But in mainland America, I, they said I think Pike's Peak is the highest point in mainland america so what you do is you come in and you drive up 
you pretty much can't really hike it because this is like the type of mountains you see on TV type shit. The super high rocks, cliffs. If you fall, you pretty much die type stuff. So you really need to be a super expert to climb it if you even what could climb it. I don't even. But um, yes. So we drove up. This is 19 miles of road from the gate to the top of the mountain. 19 miles from the gate where you enter the part of the mountain to the top. That should tell you how serious this shit is. So, and then the mountain, the 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 peak itself, is sitting at uh, like fourteen thousand one hundred fifty feet up. So this thing was magnificent. We went up there, took a bunch of pictures and all that. You know, did our thing and chill like that. It was amazing. I like mountains anyway. You know what I'm saying? I think that was my dad's first time realizing that he liked stuff like that. But I already knew I liked mountains like that. Uh, but yeah, it was cool, man. My Samsung Galaxy S9 really got a chance to shine because the pictures I was able to take with this phone are magnificent. They look amazing. All you iPhone people, I suggest if you go somewhere where it's a nice landscape, throw the whole iPhone away. Get you a phone with a real camera, an advanced camera. This phone's camera is serious. That's one of the reasons I got the phone anyway, but... Yo, I got some nice pictures, man. Anyway, so that's that's what um I just wanted to tell you about that cool experience. I think, you know what I mean, I should put together like a little reality show or so or somebody, not me, or anybody who's out that way, put together a little reality show with like, you know, show dudes that might be from the hood or the streets or whatever trying to navigate these mountainous situations. You know, every show that they show on TV where it's pretty much wilderness, they show like outdoorsy type people. I think I think more people in the hood would love outdoors if they was able to experience stuff like that more. But you don't really they don't really get to see because most of the time they're in cities, you know, in cities, urban. All you see is buildings and concrete everywhere. When you go out there, though, it's a totally different experience, man. True peace and serenity up in those mountains. Plus, it's dangerous as hell, because if you fall, there is no living. You're dead. So it humbles you, first of all. Secondly, it teaches you patience because you cannot rush up this mountain. Because if you rush, you risk falling and dying, right? And also, you get to take in the world from a different view that you've never seen before. Fortunately for me, I have seen the world like this before because out there in Colorado Springs, the landscape is very similar to Kabul, Afghanistan, where I was stationed at. It's almost exactly the same. It looks the same. It Well, really, Colorado Springs looks like Bagram, like where you go to Bagram Air Base and you fly in. It looks like that. But what I'm saying is <clears throat> Colorado's landscape looks very, very, very similar to Afghanistan. I would say Afghanistan just didn't have all the pine trees. Other than that, it looked the same. There was trees out there, but they just weren't pine trees. You understand? So, um, yeah, so the shit looked exactly the same. So I was able to, and then, um, Kabul, Afghanistan is, is the city itself. The level city is at 2000 meters <clears throat> above sea level. <clears throat> so, like I said, it's already very, it's a very similar landscape and climate to out there. Uh, what else? What else? Am I, okay. So I'll go past that. If you ever get a chance, man, go to any mountain and just hike it or walk it or whatever you want to do. It's just a good experience. <clears throat> 
Now, what I really wanted, to, I really wanted to come back for, is this Georgia uh, government. It's not not government. This Georgia governor's race, right? Uh, if you if you're my friend on Facebook or Twitter, you've probably been seeing me discuss the Democratic side of the race. Well, really, both um, today, if you was looking at my tweets, but mainly the Democratic side. On the Democratic side, you have two women going against each other. One named uh, Stacey Abrams, one named Stacey Evans, right? Stacey Evans is a rich white lady. She's a lawyer, but she's a rich lawyer, right? And she, I guess she pretty much married into money and she also made some good moves herself, but she's a rich woman. Stacey Abrams is also a lawyer <clears throat> and she was born up in Wisconsin. She's a lawyer. She's not rich. An article just came out about her being 200000 in debt from school student loans or no, 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 no. Mostly student loans, but just $200,000 of debt on her name. Stacey Abrams, she's a black woman, right? <clears throat> so, and these were the only two candidates. So right now we're set, we were set up to have a woman representing a Democratic ticket for the governor's race, no matter what, right? So these two people going up against each other. Now, a lot of people can see through the bullshit, right? You can clearly tell Stacey Evans was put in place to split the vote. First of all, to split the feminist vote, to split the black vote, and to split the liberal vote. She was put in place and she also has a similar name. It is it would be it would be very easy to get confused if you're not somebody who's paying attention constantly to you don't have to pay attention constantly. But if, if you're not well aware of what's going on in that race, Stacey Evans could sound like the black person's name. So let's just say you're a casual voter and you think, oh, I need to go out and vote just so I can support the black person. If you aren't really paying attention to the politics in the state and the race itself, then you might go and vote for Stacey Evans. So that was an issue. And I think they put her in place for that specific issue. The main thing Stacey Evans was running on was education, mainly uh, funding for education. So teachers, grants or, or, or and hope scholarship, things like that. They were they were she was running on that. Now, this is where I say she was put in place because clearly everybody pretty much in the whole state agrees that uh, teachers should be act, um, uh, 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 adequately compensated and the HOPE scholarship should remain in place. Everybody agrees with that. So the fact that she would base her whole campaign around that, to me, that shows that she's really not running for running on anything if you run on something that everybody agrees with it's almost like you're just there to take up space or to split the vote right that's how that's just how i see it i don't think it's a coincidence that she ran on something like that and also her name is very similar and also we're like no listen i think she was put in place okay so anyway she she uh Stacey Evans is running. She's telling everybody, hey, I'm for the Hope Scholarship. Uh, Stacey, they, she, Stacey Evans is going around telling people Stacey Abrams, who was the black one, helped the, the Republicans uh, pretty much destroy the Hope Scholarship. Now, what she didn't tell you is the Republicans were about to get rid of the Hope Scholarship 
all together. If you don't know what the Hope Scholarship is, the Hope Scholarship is pretty much where the state gets money from the lottery system. And they give scholarships to like the pre-K programs, the kindergarten programs, and they give money to the school systems. And they also give money to students going to college. For the Hope Scholarship, you pretty much just need to have over a 3.0 GPA in the state of Georgia. Other states have it, but the state of Georgia is the one I'm discussing. You just need to, you need to graduate high school with a 3.0 GPA, and uh, you can get the Hope Scholarship. Now, the thing about it is, I guess they were running into some money issues. The Republicans were like, yo, we about to get rid of this shit altogether. Stacey Abrams said, no, I got a plan to how we can keep the program. And she successfully negotiated a, a way that the program could remain in place. Now, it had to be cut back. But they had to make cuts in order for the entire program to remain in existence. So Stacey Evans is going around using this, you know, kind of telling a half truth where she's making it seem like, yeah, Stacey Abrams worked with the Republicans to destroy the Hope Scholarship, not telling the whole story, which was Stacey Abrams saved it. She say so another thing, this is what I say. Stacey Evans is not running on anything. Her base is is financial assistance to the schooling system stacy abrams has that in her policy also which means or she has that in her history because that's what she did already that tells me that means there's another reason evans is in there okay anyway so let's get to the race now the race happened yesterday uh of course i went out and voted you know i had to because the, the um <clears throat> my voting location is right down the street so of course i had to hit it up um put my vote in for the and, and of course, this is a local election. There was a lot of things. There was commissioners for different districts in my county, which is Clayton County. There was um, school board members. There was House of Re U.S. House of Representative members up for, um, up for election. Lieutenant governor was up. You know, there's a lot of things that were up right now. So I voted on all that. Um, the, the election happened yesterday, right? Stacey Evans. No, Stacey abrams destroyed stacy evans in that in that race like it was it was a washing <laughs> you know what i mean like it it was a total washing y'all hold on man shay calling me hold on all right i'm back man shay just called me i had to cut that part out all right so boom the numbers like i said stacy evans got destroyed the numbers of the 552 Democratic votes, right, Stace, 552,000 Democratic votes in Georgia, Stacey Abrams got 422,000 of them. So she won by, she won 76.5% to Stacey Evans' 23.5%. Now, in, in these races, you need to get over 50%. If you don't get 50% of the vote, then you go into a runoff, what's called a runoff, which is pretty much another election in July. Right. But it only goes to the top two people. Since this race only had two people, one person was guaranteed to get over 50 percent. Pretty much guaranteed. I mean, the likelihood of an exact tie with this many votes is kind of crazy. Right. So you just needed over 50 percent. Stacey Abrams got way more. She got more than 75 percent of the votes and she destroyed her. Now, if we let's just for comparison, right, this is a Republican state, meaning the majority of the people in the state are Republican. OK, so 
I'll give you the Republican numbers. Now, the Republicans had five people running. That means their votes are split all over the place. And that tells me off the jump when you see five Republicans running, that tells me the Republicans don't see eye to eye on a lot of things, which is what we also saw in, on, in national politics also. Right. But let me tell you, the Republican government joint, I mean, re- governor race, five people. The top two are Casey Cagle and Brian Kemp, which those were the top two favorites anyway coming into the election. Right now, Casey Cagle was number one in votes, but he had thirty nine percent. And Brian Kemp was number two at twenty five point six percent. Now. Total Republican votes, six hundred six thousand. Right. I just told you there were five hundred fifty two thousand Democrat now there's 606,000 Republicans. So overall, there are more Republicans, meaning if every so when we get to the general election in November, if every single Democrat votes for if every single Democrat votes for uh, Stacey Abrams and every single di- Republican votes for Casey Cagle, Casey Cagle will win just because there are more of them than there are Democrats. All right. So that's that's just one point to note. But as I get further into it, you'll see that that is more than likely not going to happen on the Republican side of things. And you'll see why in a second. Right. Okay. boom. Casey Cagle with thirty nine percent. Brian Kemp with twenty five point six percent. Now, I just told you, you have to get over 50 percent of the votes in order for it to be a clean win. Since neither of these guys got it, they have to go into what is called a runoff in July. Which they'll have to go now instead of going up against five people, they have to campaign and go up against each other, which is a good thing also for Stacey Abrams, because as these guys campaign against each other, they also will have to spend more of their campaign dollars because they still have to beat it. All right. They still have to beat each other. They still need that that Republican ticket to be punched for the November election. Also, they don't have time. I mean, so this is that'll be two months where they don't have the opportunity to make their grand campaign for for governor of Georgia. While Stacey Abrams is able to do that because she is already in on the ticket. So that is the positive of winning early as opposed to going into a runoff in July. Now. Let's let's talk about why. So there's some people who think that Stacey Abrams as a as a first of all if she wins she will be the first black governor in any state in the history of the United States of America it has never happened before it's actually already the first she she already broke a record a history right now made history because she's the first black woman to ever win a democratic nominee nomination on a governor ticket Right. For governor's race in any state in America. So she's already further than anybody like her has ever been or ever gone. Now, she has in my mind, she has a very good chance because I think the way uh, the way these leftists work. And I had told people this before many times, the way white supremacy works, they will vote for a black woman before they will vote for a white woman it's a very 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 strange thing but that is what it is it it just works like that some kind of way black 
women are much more likely to vote for a white woman than a white woman is to vote for white woman, a white woman. I don't know what kind of weird. I know what it is. It's white supremacy. And in white supremacy, the white woman is not seen as dominant enough to uphold white supremacy. So they view a white woman in power as a threat to white supremacy, which is, you know, which is why a lot of the states in the area where Hillary Clinton is from, which is in the middle of the country, she's from like Arkansas or some shit. Those states didn't even pick her. She's their own. They made her and they didn't even choose her. They didn't choose her because they are bred in white supremacy. She is a threat to that in power. Okay, that's my theory, but I don't think my theory is wrong because, I mean, it's just proven. I believe that there's proof is in the pudding. They, they would rather, it's, I wouldn't even say they would rather vote for a black woman. They're just not voting for a white woman like they, like they should. Even though Hillary did get more votes than Donald Trump, she didn't get the correct the votes that she needed. The vast majority of Hillary's votes came from like three states. That was California, New York. You know what I'm saying? She, she beat uh, Trump by millions of votes in California. Right? So, anyway. So, 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 now we have a situation where 500... Now, and this is only the primaries. We already know a lot of black people don't show up for the primary elections. And it's because of various reasons. It's not promoted that well in our communities and things like that. A lot of black people don't only... A lot of us only come out mainly for presidential elections. But in this in this race, I think I believe a lot of us didn't come out also, but a lot did. But I think even more will come out in November. In my mind, all of the Republicans that are going to vote have voted yesterday in the primary elections. I don't think their numbers are going to change that much because I think everybody who was eligible to vote. Like most of the people who are eligible to vote, in my mind, already were registered to vote as a Republican. If they were going to vote, they would already vote and they would have voted yesterday. That's how that's in my mind, just based on history and how white people, a lot of young white people don't vote as much as young black people, first of all, or middle aged white people. Middle aged white people are the vast majority of white voters, period. That's where they get their strength at, because there's a lot of. Right. So what I'm saying is the Republican numbers pretty much are what they're going to be. You rarely see Republicans pushing to register voters. Most of the time when you see Republicans out in the streets, they are pushing a message or agenda. And the goofiest part about these people down here, these Republicans down here, they're pretty much the reason it was five of them running for this governor's primary is because they were having a competition pretty much to be like the most <laughs> white patriarchal person. Patriarchal. Arch patriarch. They were trying to show pretty much how much of a white supremacist they were. This is the main. I'm going to tell you the main three things they're running on. And this is what all of them. Immigrant uh, rounding up illegals. This is what they call them. Illegals. One man, Brian Kemp. He's the firecracker. He's the one that the white supremacists really, really, really love. The Republicans as a whole, they like Casey Cagle, but the hardcore white supremacists, they like Brian Kemp. He got a commercial walking around with a shotgun. He got a, I think he got a shotgun. They say he pointed it at a young black dude. 
in the, in the commercial, like like the young black dude was some kind of threat. That was one part of the commercial. He say in the commercial that he'll round up illegals and throw them in the back of his pickup truck himself if he got to. Like this man is crazy. The dude is running on some straight up foolery. All right. So let me give you the three things that these people are running on. These Republicans. The Republicans are running on rounding up the illegals. Right. This is Georgia. Now, I'll tell you that in a second. All right. Rounding up the illegals. Number two, abortion, uh, more strict abortion laws. Right. There you go. More white supremacy. Right. Or patriarchy. White patriarchy. And then number three, the religious liberty bill. Now, some of y'all might remember the religious liberty. Excuse me. Might remember the religious liberty bill. That is the thing that that almost took North Carolina out for a second. That's also the thing that they had to vote on a couple years ago in Georgia because the NFL, well, it's pretty much the religious liberty says you can discriminate or you can, yeah, you can discriminate against people if it's against your religion. If they fall into a group or a category of people that are against your religious beliefs, you're allowed to discriminate against them. AKA, let's just say you're a baker and a gay couple comes in, they want you to bake them a wedding cake. You will be able to legally tell them we don't serve gay people here. That's what the religious liberty. Now, there's a whole lot of things that will be covered, but that is one of the most um, famous cases in America where a company refused to, to make a cake for a gay couple. Right. So that's what comes with. That's the main three things that the Republicans are going on and what they're what these Republicans are using to attack, attack each other in this government race is to say that guy is not as tough as I am on illegals or that guy is soft. He's not going to lock up the right people or that guy is soft. He's not going to be tough on women and abortion clinics and all that. Or that guy is soft. He's not going to really get the religious freedom bill pushed through. Like that's how that's how these dudes are playing it. And really, Stacey Abrams just got to fall back because, listen, we in Georgia, right? Atlanta is the is the capital. Atlanta is definitely the capitalism capital of Georgia by far. The most people that live in Georgia live in Atlanta. Atlanta is also a very homosexual city. When I say homosexual, I mean homosexual friendly, homosexual friendly city. Right. It's very pro. It's weird because it's in the south, but Atlanta is pretty much pro Every pro happiness, pro everything, you know, whatever, whatever you want to be is pro everything. You know what I mean? They It's cool. Like they let everybody in Atlanta. You could just do your own thing. You don't have to really worry about you. don't. You know, they have a whole like Midtown in Atlanta is pretty much belongs to the gay people. And it's not a problem. Nobody trips on it because anybody can go in Midtown and chill. They have a big park, Piedmont Park. They got the Botanical Gardens. They have a lot of nice restaurants down there. But for the most part, that's where a lot of the gay people in Atlanta chill at. They have a rain, the crosswalk in the Midtown area by Piedmont Park is a is rainbow color. Like they, they really are pro LGBT in, in Atlanta. So if you out here talking about this religious liberty shit you are like that's something that that Stacey Abrams won't even have to fight against because a bunch of people will just automatically be against people who are saying take away gay rights because there's a lot of gay people here so that's a fight Stacey Abrams won't even have to waste money fighting so that's them destroying a lot of their votes off the jump 
off rip, that's them messing up a lot of their own votes because that also affects the economy because there is a large gay presence in the economic capital of Georgia, which is Atlanta. Right. Secondly, with the with the whole we're going to round up all the illegals and shit like that, there's a whole lot of Mexicans in Atlanta. I'm not going to say they're illegal, but I'm going to say I would put money on it that a lot of them. There, there's probably a lot of undocumented people, undocumented citizens in this in in this city, Atlanta and around Atlanta. I would put I would put a lot of money on it that there's a lot of them. And I would also put a lot of money on the fact that they have a lot of family that are not illegal and are voters. And they would not like to see their family deported. So I would imagine that's another check mark and something that Stacey Abrams will not have to fight against because the Republicans are going to kill themselves by promoting the fact that they're going to kick a bunch of people out the country. Matter of fact, a bunch of people that have family here that will vote. I'm pretty sure a lot of the Mexicans that will vote didn't show up yesterday like they like they're just like black people. We don't show up until the general election, which they will show up to. You know why? Because Stacey Abrams is going to send her team out and they're going to get people registered to vote. It's just it's just pure craziness, man. Look, not only did Stacey Abrams have an opportunity to win this thing and become the first black woman governor of the whole in, in the whole country ever. She had an opportunity to win just on her own intelligence and her own campaigning ability alone. But the Republicans are kind of helping her. <laughs> like they're doing stuff. It's almost like they don't want to win. I don't understand it. From the jump, I could tell. That her biggest competition was going to be Casey Cagle. The reason is this is a white man who's been in politics for a long time. He was been, he's been the lieutenant governor of Georgia since 2007. He is the favorite overall to win the election, period. He's biting himself in the foot, though. This dude just recently cut a tax break for Delta Airlines, or he's trying to cut a tax break for Delta Airlines in response to Delta Airlines cutting a discount program with the nra the reason that delta cut the discount program with the nra is because they they were um kind of standing in the way of gun reform when all these kids keep getting shot in schools and things like that right so delta airlines was like all right cool y'all want to stand like that we're gonna cut ties with y'all because we don't want to deal with you now delta airlines is the biggest private employer in Georgia, meaning they supply they are the private company who gives the most jobs to people in Georgia, the whole state of Georgia. Delta Airlines is headquartered in Georgia. They are also one of the biggest airlines in the world. Right. Casey Cagle hit them and took one of their tax breaks away with the tax break was on like jet fuel or some shit like that. Right. He took that tax break away. Now, I, I remember being I didn't know what this was about, but when I was at work. The CEO of my company came because I do a lot of work with Delta Airlines. They, they, you know, some jobs that they do. The CEO came down and was kind of mad. Now, I didn't know what he was mad at the time, but I know now he was kind of mad at Casey Cagle for doing that. He's saying, yo, how are you going to punish the biggest one of the biggest companies we got in the state because of some NRA shit? Just because they took discounts from the NRA. Really? You're going to punish them like a this is a real punishment like. Cutting a discount program is not that big of a deal. 
You don't have to do business with the NRA. For you as a politician in the state to cut a tax break for the largest private employer in your state out of a personal vendetta with them because of a personal affiliation you have with the NRA, that's bad business and it's dumb. So like I said, these Republicans are killing themselves. Killing themselves. So the CEO came down and he was talking to some other salesmen or whatever. They started arguing. He was like, yo, but this is dumb. Kids, you know, the shooting shouldn't be happening. The bump stocks are not needed, all this shit. Yo, they, they really got into it. These are like, not a bunch, but it's like three or four white men. They got into it about it. Like I said, this Republican vote is split. The Republicans are split. They don't know. It's not like... I ain't gonna say they don't know. They don't just they just don't agree on shit. In my mind, let me t- let me give you these breakdown again. So like I said, there are 606,000 Republicans voting, right? 200 Now, this is another cool thing. Casey Cagle finished that that race yesterday with 236,000 votes, right? Stacey Abrams got almost 200,000 votes more than he did. Right? Almost 200,000 more than Casey Cagle did. Now, this is what I think about this whole race. The way these Republicans are, they're kind of, they're kind of, how do I say, petty. They're kind of petty, right? Now, they, I think, when it, if the person that they want does not win, I believe they are the type that will just not vote. Now, some of them will just say, "Okay, whatever. I'm gonna vote for the uh, I'm gonna vote for the Republican nominee, no matter who he is." But I think a lot of these people feel like Casey Cagle is soft because you got to remember he didn't get over 50 percent of the vote. That means 61 percent of Republicans think Casey Cagle is too soft. When Republicans feel like you're too soft, they're not gonna vote for you. They'll sit out the vote because they definitely won't. Not, I mean, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of them are in the, in the category of people that definitely are not voting for a black woman. Right. So they might think you're too soft, but they're not voting for a black woman. They just won't vote at all. Some of them will show up and still vote for the man. A lot of them will not. Now, we still got to account for the, the people that didn't vote yesterday, but will come out and vote. You know, you got to account for the absentee ballots that will come from the military members and stuff like that. It'll be a little bit more. Pe- Casey Cagle, he will have a strong following. But Stacey, a- Stacey Abrams is going to get out and get so many people registered to vote. They're going to have T.I. promoting. They're going to probably have Killer Mike. They're going to probably have 2 Chains, Gucci. They're going to have every influencer that comes from around here. On their side, I'm telling you, I think Stacey Abrams can win it, not only from her own intelligence, but because of this one, this, this, the Republicans are being stupid right now, man. Like, I'm not even on the side of Republican or Democrat. I'm just looking at the race. I'm looking at it like these people are just not running a smart campaign. There's no other way to say it. They're, they're not running a smart campaign for a 2018 governor election. It's just not smart. Like, if Stacey Abrams wasn't such a superior candidate, I wouldn't be rocking with her either. But she is. She is black also, so I would be trying to support her anyway. But if she was on some bullshit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't support her. But she's not on no bullshit. She's talking about getting black people jobs. You understand? And she's, she's talking about definitely decriminalizing marijuana throughout the entire state. Because the city of Atlanta has is, is already done it. Like, small amounts of marijuana, 
it's they already decriminalize it. She's gonna do it throughout the entire state. She's gonna make sure mass transit goes everywhere. So they they have built a stadium for the, the Atlanta Braves a couple years ago, right? The peop, they built it in a county called Cobb County, which is northwest of Atlanta. Those people fought so that no transit system would be a new transit system would not be put up there to to get people from other parts of the city up to the new um, baseball field, right? Now. They stopped it from happening because in their mind, they said, we don't want all those people from down there coming up here. I'll just tell you, the majority of people that live up there are white people with a little bit more money, middle class and upper middle class. Pretty much. They don't want they don't want black people from the south side and the east side to be able to access their communities through public transit. All right. So they blocked it from happening. Stacey Abrams is saying. Hell no. We can't be we can't base public transportation off of a couple communities and what they feel. Public transportation is not for your emotions. It's not because of who you want walking around your neighborhood. Public transportation is to give the citizens of the, the city or state access to jobs in every part of the state. If possible, she believes it's a possibility because they already have what they consider great transit throughout DeKalb County. The reason they have it throughout DeKalb County is because DeKalb County took tax dollars and paid for a train system to go throughout the, the county. This helps people get all around, you know, they can get from, you know, Stone Mountain and Decatur and all that downtown Atlanta very easily because there's a train. You can get on a train or you can get on a bus or whatever like that. So, uh, Stacey Abrams is talking about doing this all man. She's she's like, nah, we're not about to put your little emotions ahead of everybody else's ability to get to their jobs or get to new opportunities in different parts of the state or different parts of Metro Atlanta. So I think that's a good thing, also, man. Listen, she's talking about some good stuff. We need to. I know a lot of y'all who who don't live down here in Georgia probably listening. Like, okay, that's cool, that's cool. But this is stuff that we need to be focusing on, paying attention to because. It's important, especially when we got a chance to get a black woman in there. Now, we think about all the people that we had in power. This black woman is an American born American like she comes from. She descends from American slavery. She is fully a black woman. Now, Kamala Harris is cool and everything. She plans on running for president, I guess. But she comes from a Jamaican and an Indian, like an Indian from the Middle East. So she's not, she doesn't descend from slavery. So she doesn't know the same struggle we know. And she doesn't have to. That's her life. But this woman right here. And we just got a, we just got Keisha Lance Bottoms. Keisha Lance Bottoms is the black mayor that just won the election earlier, uh, uh, not long ago. She's a black woman that's a mayor of Atlanta. Now, if we can get the mayor of the, the, the most powerful city in, Atlanta, in Georgia and then also have the governor as a black woman. We can be we can make some you know what I mean we can make some serious moves down here. And I think I think that if Stacey Abrams does not win, it will definitely be because Southern old style Democrats, aka new style Republicans and white supremacists, will make sure they come out in full force to vote for anybody that is not Stacey Abrams. And that's what they're supposed to do, because that's what we need to do also for Stacey Abrams. They're supposed to be threatened because white supremacy, white supremacy, what the fuck? White supremacy should 
always feel threatened when we try to put a black woman in power. Because that's what we about to do. We not we not like there's no other way to say it. I'm really I'm I'm about to try to get in contact with her so I can get good. I'm I'm you know, I'm sure that she can't use me like I would like to be able to utilize her and her resources if she becomes a governor. So I might not be as valuable to her as an individual, but I'm still going to try and get in with her now. Like I've been tweeting her a lot. I just think my, my tweets might be a little bit too radical. I ain't going to lie because I, I say shit sometimes that a politician can't really get behind. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that could be. a re- But I, I think approaching her in person and through email, it might be different because I would not speak like that like I speak on, on, on Twitter. So, yeah, I'm definitely about to try to get linked in with her or her people or anybody I can get linked in with. Because once she wins that that governor race, man, I'm tr- like. I ain't from here, but I'm trying to make some stuff happen, man. And I would like to do it with the help of somebody with power. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you contract, just all kind of stuff, man, could could definitely happen with a black woman in that house, in the state house, man. Like I don't think I don't, I don't know if people really realize what it means to be a country that's 150 plus years old and to never ever have had a black woman as the governor of a state. There's a reason why there has been no black woman as the governor of state, because the governor of the state has there's nobody above the governor of a state. You understand what I'm saying? Think about this. There's a president. We always think about the president as the most powerful person in the world. The president does not have dominion over any state. The governor is the beginning and the final word in any state. That's the reason states can do what they want. Like federal law is kind of like a suggestion it's like this is what you should do if you want our help no state has to do anything that the federal government says that's the reason why weed can be legal wherever they want it to be legal at the federal government weed is still very illegal y'all know why it's legal in all these states it's because the states took their own power in their own hands now the federal government might do things like okay if you don't want to follow our rules we will stop funding your interstates now you got to pay for your own infrastructure. Nobody really wants to pay for their own infrastructure. That's why they do what the federal government tells them to do. But they don't have to. The, the governor of a state is definitely the most powerful person in that state. Even when the president comes to that state, the governor is still the most powerful person in that state. It don't matter. Uh, uh, think about it like this. In, in America, the 50 state, the, um, let's say America is like the NFL. The president is like Roger Goodell. He's the face. Everybody thinks he's the most powerful person in the NFL, but he's not. The owners are. The owners of America would be the governors of the state. That's the best analogy I can give you because they don't have to listen to a word he says. Matter of fact, not that they don't have to. They don't. He doesn't. That's not even the chain of command. That's just a totally different system. The state governor is the most powerful person in the state, even when the president is in the state. That is the reason why people have made sure no black woman has won any race, but they done fucked up. Stacey Abrams is about to win this one. Stacey Abrams is a Yale law grad. Her sister also graduated from Yale. Her sister is also a judge, a federal judge appointed by 
Barack Obama. Like these women are, listen, I think her name is Leslie Abrams. Leslie Abrams, U.S. Judge Leslie Abrams, and now about to be Georgia Governor, State of Georgia, the Governor of the State of Georgia, Georgia, Stacey Abrams. Listen, man, that's a powerful group. I mean, sisterhood right there. That's her real sister. Like they grew up together, born both born in Madison, Wisconsin. Like her real blood sister. I would like to know who the hell her parents are that they was able to raise a judge, like two lawyers. First of all, one became a judge, and one is about to become. The first black woman governor in history. I would actually rather my child be a governor than a president. President come with all the dumb shit. The governor comes with all the power. Legit power. Like real life, like I could I could I could do something today and it affect everybody in the state type of power. That's the kind of they have real power like that. Governors do. So Anyway, I think that's all I want. I actually went much longer than I wanted to, but I started rolling. You know what I mean? I, and I'm really serious. Like, this shit is, is real to me. Like, for real. So, um, Stacey Abrams for governor of Georgia. Everybody who's not in Georgia, you know, maybe you can't relate. Maybe you don't care that much. But if you can, you know, go to my Facebook page or whatever. Share the picture that I have of Stacey Abrams because this is about to get serious, man. There's a reason this has never happened before. They don't want a black woman in power. I don't even think she's married. I don't think she has kids or anything. So she, you know what I mean? So so she's going to be, you know how, how black women are the only ones that really, you know, can, without force, you know, without guns and all that, really can say something to black men and make them straighten up. Like, just straight words alone. That's it. You know what I mean? They don't have to do anything to us but say shit to us to make us get right. So, yeah, man. It's, it's yo, I'm telling y'all, man. That's all I got for y'all, man. I will be back with, you know, more topics next week. If you want me to talk about something, you can hit me up at Kilo underscore Righteous on Twitter or at Kilo Mansa, M-A-N-S-A on Twitter. Instagram, or you can email me at reg podcast, reg podcast, reg podcast at gmail.com. I'm out. Peace.